1: What up everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I am your host Charles T. Hamilton. The Dubs lose Game 3 of the NBA Finals to the Toronto Raptors. A tough one for the shorthanded Warriors. Steph Curry goes crazy but still not enough to get the win. I uh, got the whole game breakdown, a lot of post-game sound coming your way here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. If you're looking for Locked On Warriors, you can find us on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. It is free, super easy to use, super easy to find as well. They've got personally curated playlists, every show that you love and know, and especially this one, Locked On Warriors. So go ahead, download Himalaya. Go ahead, subscribe to Locked On Warriors. Maybe leave a nice comment too, you know, appreciate it. Uh, That's Himalaya, so go check that out. Also want to say a big thank you to Untuck It for sponsoring Locked On Warriors. If you're looking for a great Father's Day idea, their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailing required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA, to get 20% off. So, the Golden State Warriors lose Game 3 of the NBA Finals to those damn Toronto Raptors. It was a tough loss. Warriors obviously down. Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Kevon Looney. And I guess I buried the lead. It wasn't obvious Clay Thompson wasn't going to play. He warmed up, and it came out about 15, 20 minutes before tip-off that Clay would not play, that he was going to be out for the night, and that the Warriors were going to start Sean Livingston, which I, I would have preferred they started Quinn Cook. Now, don't get me wrong. Quinn Cook got plenty of minutes and, and played f- fine. He's Quinn Cook. Would have been nice if he had a huge game, but, you know, he had nine points on, I think, four and nine shooting. So he wasn't great either, but I would have rather had his scoring available uh, over Sean Livingston's, I guess, defensive ability because the Warriors played zero defense tonight. So they go with Sean over Quinn to start, and immediately the whistles were tight. I officiating was terrible tonight. Um, It really was. It's one of those ones where I feel like the league has to look at this and just kind of be, um, I don't know about embarrassed, but, like, officiating was tough. And in no way did it cost the Warriors the game. But, man, like, the Warriors lost because they allowed, uh, I think, 17 threes from the Raptors and played very little defense and got out-rebounded and were without two starters. Um, it wasn't just because of the officials. The officiating was just bad. It was really bad. A couple of missed, a couple, three missed goaltends. Um, the Andrew Bogut tip-in off a missed free throw that they said was in the cylinder when it clearly was not on the replay. Uh, Steph Curry hits a three towards the end of halftime to bring the Warriors within four, but they called a foul on... Quinn Cook because they bought a Kyle Lowry flop. Uh, it was just bad. It was just bad officiating tonight. But again, I cannot reiterate enough. I will never blame a loss on officials, and they, they are not the reason why the Warriors lost this evening. But back to the game to start. Like I said, it was being called tight, real tight. Uh, Steph, Sean Livingston, and Cousins picked up fouls in the first minute and ten seconds. Like it was, it was that kind of tight. It was pretty ridiculous. Uh, But seeing that, I figured the Warriors needed to take advantage. And they tried to. They tried to. But the amount of physicality that was allowed on Steph Curry was ridiculous, especially at home. Uh, He should have gotten to the line a lot more than he did. And he got there, I think he, what, took 12 free throws? So, I mean, he was able to get to the line. But, man, there was a lot of missed calls on his drives as well. Uh, Him and Steve Kerr were not very happy about it. But... What are you going to do? And it was actually 14 free throws for Steph tonight, who, by the way, ended with 47. Steph did everything he absolutely could to try and win this game, to just drag his team to a victory. And, you know, it just wasn't enough, uh, which so I, I think I said that wrong. Because saying it wasn't enough sounds like he could have done more. He did everything possible. The problem is no one else had a good game. And if you're Draymond, Andre, Sean Livingston, DeMarcus Cousins, who was awful. If you're any of those guys, you got to, you know, that one's kind of on you. <laughs> you know, they, no one showed up besides stuff. So the first was not great. The Raptors were getting to the rim pretty easily, you know, and that was the thing with DeMarcus, who was so great last game. You just don't know what you're going to get from a guy coming back from, what was it, a month or six weeks off uh, and who was only played, basketball for like three of the last 19 months. He's incredibly skilled. We all know that, but it just, tonight was not good. It was not good on his part. He was one of seven uh, for three points, three rebounds in 19 minutes. It was, uh, yeah, not not great. He also had three turnovers, and that's another thing that killed the Warriors at time was turnovers. Uh, they ended up with 14, but so did Toronto. So it's not as if Toronto really... Was that much tighter on the turnover battle. Uh Siakam was killing him. Steph put up seventeen in the first, and that's kind of when you knew like Steph is going to do his thing. Steph is, is answering the call right now. But like I said, it just just not enough depth around him. And uh here's the other thing I want to make sure I get out there because I've seen some people like, Oh, you give up your depth for Kevin Durant and this is what happened. No, this is what happens when Kevin Durant gets injured. You give up your depth for Kevin Durant every single time. No doubt about it. Now, if you want to get into some of the other stuff that maybe Bob Myers could have found better players to surround, guys like Steph and KD with, we can have that conversation. But the move to get Kevin Durant in place of Harrison Barnes and Mo Spates and all those guys is absolutely the right move 100% of the time. You never question that move. But like I said, if you want to talk about some of the people on the team right now. Or some of the options that they had. To bring to the team that might have been better. We we can definitely talk about that. But no reason. No reason. Uh, Siakam was balling. He was killing them. Uh, throughout the entire game. But especially in the second. That's the other one. You know. Draymond. Kind of need a little. Need that pride from game two. Where you shut him down. Because. You know he only ended with 18. Which wasn't. Incredible, but he also had nine rebounds, six assists. So he was good, and especially in the second quarter, he was getting after it. Uh, It was, the Warriors just couldn't get anything going. They just really couldn't. Uh, Warriors were down 52-38 with 7.42 left in the second quarter, and there just wasn't enough scoring besides Steph. No one wanted to shoot. Uh, I would have liked to, especially at that point in the second quarter, you needed more of Quinn Cook. Not that he was going to be the savior, but he's your next best option to score when Clay and Kevin Durant are both out. I will say the Warriors did have a nice defensive run. Uh, I mentioned the Warriors were down 52 to 38 with 742 left in the second. Uh, they held Toronto to two points in the next three minutes and 22 seconds. Or, excuse me, they held him scoreless in the next three minutes and 22 seconds. The problem with that is the Warriors only scored two points in that span. The Warriors did start getting it going a little more, uh, the rest of the second. They in that last seven forty-two, they outscored Toronto fourteen to eight and were down sixty to fifty-two at half, down eight with the way they played and the way that Danny Green was knocking down threes and everyone else was knocking down threes. You'll take it. But like I mentioned, the the Kyle Lowry flop that cost the dubs three. Uh, to cut the lead down to four. Instead, they were able to push it up to 10, blah, blah, blah. Terrible call. Uh, Really hurt the Warriors going into the half. Steph at the half had 25 points on 7 of 13 shooting, 4 of 8 from 3. The rest of the team, the other, you know, (laughs) 10 guys that played were 9 of 27 for 27 points and 1 of 11 from 3. Steph just did not get enough help this game. Uh, The Dubs did a good job on the boards at halftime. They had 20 rebounds, four offensive. Toronto only had 17. One offensive. uh, Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, and Mark Gasol had three fouls in the first half. So I thought, go at them. Go at them. You know? Foul trouble is there for a reason. Make them foul out. But uh, that did not happen. They also were not able to get the calls. Toronto did have seven turnovers in the second half, or excuse me second quarter, which did help the Warriors uh, stay in the game. I have here. if anyone can get it going in the second half besides staff, the dubs have a real chance. Um, spoiler alert, No one did. But uh, I got the second half coming up. More notes on this game. gonna take one quick, quick break, come back finish up the game, get to some post-game sound. There's some good stuff coming from Steve Kerr and Draymond Green. Uh, but first, today's show is brought to you by GRIP6, ultra-lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it's a great Father's Day gift. GRIP6 has a special offer for you at GRIP6.com slash lock. That is grip, the number GRIP6.com slash L-O-C-K-E.
0: Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive-thru for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Bada da ba ba Support for this podcast comes from CDWNHP. At CDW, we get that an unsecured laptop can put your company's data at risk, making you a little paranoid.
1: I'm not paranoid. You're paranoid.
0: CDW can implement a secure mobility solution using the HP EliteBook with Intel 8th Generation processors and SureView Privacy to protect your screen from prying eyes. Did you follow me here? IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash HP security.
1: What was that? What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just finished going over the first half of that Game 3 that the Warriors ended up losing to the Toronto Raptors. Not for lack of effort. Uh, Lack of defense was part of it. Lack of three-point defense was a major part. And before I get to the rest of the game, that's something that they're going to have to fix moving forward. Because in the two games that they've lost, they've allowed the Raptors to shoot 42% from three and it's not just them hitting tough shots it's the Warriors playing poor perimeter defense and they need need to fix it like immediately uh, in the third it was the same starters for the Warriors but Fred Van Fleet was starting for Danny Green uh, to start the second half which was interesting um, I guess you could say it worked because they won and Danny Green came off the bench and knocked down a buttload of threes in the in the second half, but I don't know if there was a major difference in how they were playing staff or how Van Vliet uh performed, but Danny Green played a great game coming off the bench. It was a terrible start for DeMarcus Cousins in the second half. He gave up six straight points uh turnover. It was just bad. Bad move in the post. He was just he was just bad. That's all there is to it. Uh Toronto was able to push it up to 14. The dub scored seven straight. Cousins would blow a layup, Kawhi would knock down a three, and this was a theme throughout the entire game. Anytime the Warriors got on any sort of run, any sort of cut it to 10, to 7, whatever, Toronto answered. Toronto answered every single time. Warriors, I think the closest they got it was 7, and every time Toronto was able to push it back to 10, 12, 14, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Warriors were pushing, Toronto was answering, they got it down to an eight-point game with 6.30 left in the third, and there was just not enough scoring outside of Steph. That was part of it. They just couldn't get over the hump. Uh, Kawhi 3 puts him up 12 at a certain point. Bogut had some nice moments. I think he played 22 minutes, which was a lot for him, but the bottom line is with no Kavon Looney and DeMarcus Cousins playing poorly, you're going to have to play someone in Jordan Bell. Anytime they put him in, he would get attacked and and exploited pretty much. Um, his energy showed up at certain points, but man, fundamentally, he's just, he's not that great. Um, Danny Crean, like I said, was just knocking down threes. He was six of eight from three, uh, at one point ended the game six of 10 at the end of the third Steph had 40 on 13 of 26, six of 12 from three rest of the team had 43 on 16 of 42, three of 14 from three. So, I mean, that's that's what happened. Steph played out of his mind. No one else played that well, really. Dubs were down 13 going into the fourth. Uh, Steph did start the fourth with Quinn, uh, Quinn Cook, Andre Guadalla, Jordan Bell, and DeMarcus Cousins. Here's another thing. Uh, I talked about three missed goaltending calls uh, for Serge Ibaka that for some reason the officials just, I, I don't know, they forgot what goaltending is. But there were two of them in transition. Uh, one, At least one of them was a goaltend. The second one was really close. Two of them off the backboard that were clearly goaltends. Because once it it's a backboard, you can't touch it. I'll I'll send that to uh, to the officials just to remind them. But there were two of those also. Uh, it was just a bad, bad situation. But Quinn Cook, he's got to go off the backboard or something. He's got to do something different in transition. Because I swear, we've seen a lot of his shots get blocked in transition. It should be easy layups. But, you know. Whatever. Uh, Dubs were able to cut it to 7. Then, boom, 4 straight from Ibaka gets them back up to 11. They just could not cut the cut the lead down. Couldn't get over the hump. Draymond Green was forcing it in transition. I, I love when he pushes it in transition, but you don't always have to finish with the shot. You can bring it back out. You can push it to see what's there and then bring it back out. Lowry and Ibaka ended up killing it. Puts the Raptors up 17 with 4. 5.41 left. I said it's time to pull the plug. You sit, Steph. You sit, everyone, and just call it a game. Steve Kerr left him in. Nothing happened. Warriors still lost. They they were able to cut it to, you know, 10 or 8 at certain points, and then Kawhi would hit a 3. Steph played up until about 2 minutes left, which to me is too much. I, I don't know. I don't know. Luckily, he came out healthy, I guess. I mean, we, we he he didn't get injured as far as we know. But still, it was uh, a little too much for my liking, especially when they were down 17 with about five minutes left, and nothing uh, nothing was really going the Warriors' way, but whatever. Uh, Steve Kerr was interviewed after the game. Obviously, he had his uh, post-game press conference. He was asked about not playing Clay Thompson, and uh, here's what he had to say.
0: Uh, well, the whole point was to not risk uh, a a bigger injury that would keep him out of the rest of the series so um, that that was the uh the decision we made and um, I feel very comfortable with it uh, never would have forgiven myself if uh if I played him tonight and and he had gotten hurt um, so you live with uh the decision, you make a wise decision, the wisest one you can, then you live with it and you move forward. So uh, the good thing is Clay has done well the last two days. Now he's got another couple of days to heal. Hopefully he'll be out there Friday.
1: So I get where he's coming from in the sense that you don't want to, there is potential for him to injure himself uh, worse than he already is. But my thing is you're just putting so much pressure on the rest of the series. So much pressure on the rest of the series. And I I get it. Yes, it would have been awful if Clay would have hurt himself uh, in this game. But do you know that that was going to happen? And I hate doing this. I hate when people say, oh, well, like when, you know, Houston said, well, if we had Chris Paul, we would have won, you know, two years ago or whatever. We don't know what would have happened if someone else played. Would Steph have scored 47 if Clay played or would Clay have taken some of Steph's shots? Who knows? Maybe if Clay played Steph would have scored 70 and the Warriors win by a bunch. So we have no idea, but it's hard for me to look at tonight's game and think that if they didn't have Clay Thompson, you know, they could have pulled this one out. But anyways, I understand where Steve Kerr's coming from. The the situation called for Clay to sit, but now for me, like Clay needs to be a go in game 5 and ready to kill it also. And, you know, a little side of Kevin Durant, too, needs to be ready to go, too. But we'll we'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Kevin Durant is scheduled to do some three-on-three, five-on-five on on court work tomorrow. And uh, maybe we will get an update about his availability. Steve was also asked about Steph and just what he did in this game. And obviously had a ton of praise for him because he carried this team for three and a half quarters.
0: Steph was incredible. The stuff he does is, uh, he does things that, honestly, I don't think anybody has ever done before. The way he plays the game, the way he uh, shoots it, and the combination of his ball handling and and, uh, and shooting skills, uh, it's incredible to watch. He was amazing.
1: Some good, proper praise for Steph. He deserves it. there. And, you know, Steve's right. We haven't seen a lot of the stuff that he does. He's the first one to do it. He has changed the game, but he was overmatched tonight. You know, couldn't pull it out. Um, Again, not saying there's anything else he could have done. He was incredible. Steve Kerr also said he's proud of the effort and uh, spoke on maybe getting some guys back for Friday.
0: They played really, really hard and uh, gave it everything they had and uh, just ran into a better team tonight. Toronto played an excellent game. Made big shots every time they needed to. we never could get over the hump every time we, we fought back and kind of got it to six, seven, or eight, whatever it was. Uh, they made big shots, so um, they outplayed us they deserved it and um, uh, but i'm I'm very proud of our effort and now we' just got to bounce back and uh, hopefully uh, get back here in here Friday night hopefully get get a little healthier and uh, get some guys back but we'll see we'll see how that goes but main thing is you just got to play better.
1: So we will see. I mean, here's the thing. He held Clay out to hopefully have him ready for game five. He needs to be ready for game five. if you, Or excuse me, game four, if you just sacrifice game three. And sacrifice is strong. Or you still out a shot. You still have players on the floor. You still have a chance to win it. But the bottom line is you basically held him out to make sure he's healthy moving forward. So he better be ready to go for game four. Draymond spoke on that same thing uh, during his press conference.
2: They played well. They knocked down, I think, 17 threes. You got to give them credit. But we didn't sacrifice. You don't sacrifice a finals game to be healthy for the next one because anything can happen. But at the same time, you do have to be smart. You know, we would much rather have Clay for the rest of the series than putting them out there and, and lose them and then nothing. So, nah, uh, no one sacrificed the game.
1: Here's Dre on the topic, pretty much same thing that I kind of think, but we'll see what happens. Uh, it's a tough spot to be in because it's a risk. It's a risk to play Clay, and I, I you know, it was rough, though. It was a rough one. I'm going to take one more break, come back. I got some more sound I want to play. Draymond said something kind of funny, uh, Draymond-like, and a couple other guys, too. Uh, but first, want to say thank you to Hotels.com. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. What up, everybody? Welcome back into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Dubs lose game three, uh, a lot to a little. No, what was it? One twenty three to one hundred nine. Three straight games the Warriors have scored one hundred nine. Kind of a weird stat, but I mean, hey, there's the there's the baseline. Got to hold teams to under one hundred nine now. Uh, Steph did his press conference. Was asked about Clay not being there and just how you kind of replace a guy like Clay and well, you don't, is the truth. But here's Steph on the topic.
2: For me, any injury in the playoffs is tough. Uh, but especially a guy like Clay, who's been so durable his whole you know, career, and especially in the playoffs, and um, the way he had been playing as of late. So, <clears throat> you know, it's no secret that we're um, a little injury-plagued now, and, and, you know, guys trying to just find a way back to the court. But, uh, you know, the the moment is now you, you got to try to have next man up mentality. Like we always say, and just go out and fight. Um, uh, we did that tonight. We can play better, obviously better on the on the defensive end. Um, but I like the competitiveness that we had, um, understanding, you know, like we're missing 50 points pretty much between Katie and clay. So, um, We'll we'll adjust, and, and and it's a long series, you know. It's it's, it's going to be it's going to be fun for us.
1: Yeah, with Clay out, it's just it's tough. He does so much more than just score. That's that's the problem. Also, is his defense is huge, and it took away something that really worked in Game Two was having Clay on Kawhi, and then having I think Draymond was on Lowry, and then Andre Iguodala was on Siakam, which left your two best help defenders in position to help. Uh, which they couldn't do tonight because they had no one to to check Kawhi besides uh, the next best options, which were Andre and Draymond. Steph also talked about just kind of falling into the trap of thinking offense is going to win them a championship. They have to play defense. That's one of the biggest problems from from their two losses is the threes that they gave up and kind of the poor defense that they played.
2: Not even myself, just uh, we were aggressive getting into the paint and swinging the ball. We were a little rushed early, but... We're just trying to create good offense, and you know, I think this is the third game in a row we scored 109. It's just a matter of our defense, um, and we can't fall into the trap of thinking, you know, offense alone is going to win win us, you know, another championship, um, or letting that end of the floor affect our defense. And that'll be the biggest adjustment for us, Game Four, uh, all across the board.
1: So, Steph, talking about just defense, how we can't allow the team to think that offense is the thing that will win us another championship. They have to log in defensively, which is absolutely correct. Um, so, we'll see what happens in Game Four. Whether Clay is healthy and ready to go, uh, Tim Kawakami said that Steve Kerr told him that he expects Clay to play in Game Four, and that's basically what we expect. The reason why Clay didn't play tonight was and and. Richard Jefferson had an interesting take on it as well. Uh, he said that, you know, if Clay is close to being 80, 90, 100 percent, where the extra two days would get him there, then you sit him for game three, get him back to as close to 100 percent as possible, and then play him in game four. If he was, regardless of whether he played or not, it was going to take just two weeks of rest for him to uh, to get better. Then you just play him, say screw it, and play him because, you know, it's <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it, which I thought was interesting. And so that's what Steve Kerr went with. He sat him for Game 3, hoping that it would get him closer to 100% for Game 4 and the rest of the series, and I think that will be the case. One thing that did happen during the game, which I thought was just pathetic, and uh, Kyle Lowry spoke on it as well after the game, he dove for a loose ball, Went crashing into the stands, and a Warriors fan sitting a couple seats across reached over and shoved him, and apparently said something to him as well. And Kyle Lowry spoke on it, and uh, I agree with everything Kyle Lowry had to say.
2: Um, As for that fan, there's no place for that. You know, he had no reason to touch me. He had no reason to reach over two seats and then say some vulgar language to me. There's no place for people like that in our in our league. And um, you know, hopefully, he never goes comes back to an NBA game.
1: Yeah, regardless of what team you're a fan of, there's no room for that. So I'm, I'm with Kyle Lowry. That, that fan should not be allowed back uh, in Oracle or, I mean, pretty much any NBA arena after that. Going to wrap this thing up with Draymond Green. He has a game plan for how the rest of this series is going to go and uh, sounds good to me.
2: Win the next game. Go back to Toronto. Win game five. Come back to Oracle. Win game six. And then celebrate. Fun times ahead.
1: You know what, Draymond? That would be swell. You know what else would be swell if you guys go download the new podcasting app, Himalaya, and subscribe to Locked On Warriors. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be back with another episode tomorrow of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can't
0: climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider.